0: you need a landscaping job tackled, Keen Landscaping is a family-owned and operated full-service landscaping company based in Dallas, Texas. Anything from property restoration and tree printing or removal to landscape design, construction and installation, Keen covers it all. They're also the official landscape company of the Dallas Stars. Learn more at KeenLandscaping.com. Again, that's K-E-A-N-E Landscaping.com. Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keene, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now, here's your host, Parker Keen.
1: All right, we are back. Parker's MMA Show, episode 66. We are with a very special guest today, Brant Moore Jr., Brant Killer B. Moore Jr. Listen to this, Parker. He's a jujitsu black belt, a judo brown belt, a multi-division amateur Muay Thai champion, an undefeated pro boxer, a nine and one MMA lightweight on the doorstep of LFA's lightweight title. And in his own words, he turned strikers into grapplers and grapplers into dust he hasn't been punched in the face in the last thirty minutes in the LFA cage, despite winning two victories. Here he is, Brant Moore Jr. Brant, thank you so much for joining the the podcast.
2: What's up, y'all? That was a crazy. That was great. intro, it makes
3: me sound like I'm I'm somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: you so are somebody.
3: Yeah, man. hell yeah. So, Brent, let's get right into it. Um, you grew up in Marshall, Texas, a few hours east of Dallas. Tell us a little bit about your growing up, where you come from, and what what kind of sports and stuff you p- played growing up, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I grew up in Marshall, Texas. Um, uh, it's about uh, about almost as deep east as you can get uh, as far as Texas goes. With like, I'm 30 minutes from uh, Shreveport, you know. Um, yeah. I played uh baseball when I was uh when I was a little kid and uh I, I kinda hate I didn't I kinda hate there's a piece of me that hates that I didn't like want to pursue baseball. I didn't like it like that, but uh I was actually good at baseball and uh that was that was probably a goof on my part be playing in the major leagues or something instead of uh getting punched in the face for money. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, uh, from when I was uh, younger, from about three to twelve, I was uh, I did karate. Studio in Marshall. I I think it's still in Marshall. It's ran by. I think the Marshall Studio is actually ran by somebody that uh, I grew up uh, training with. Uh, I want to say Austin McKinney is uh, running the Marshall Studio now um who's who's like you know me and him got our black belts in, in karate together you know so that's that's pretty cool uh that he's you know he's still at he's still doing it and still at it still weaponizing kids and different things like that um uh, growing up uh pretty regular childhood you know uh every once in a while like you know being a little bit of an egghead like uh got wolfed a lot <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a really bad, I wasn't a really bad kid, I just, like, talked, just, like, talked a lot, got a lot, got into a lot of trouble at school, not, like, acting out trouble, just, uh, just, uh, some, a- like, on a- some ADD stuff, just constantly <laughs> talking stuff, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I got bullied in school, uh, cause I'm a nerd, like, uh, like anime and different stuff like that, and, uh, yeah, and then I started uh started started fighting. Started started at fifteen I started uh wanting to oh I also play football, but that's not important. I'm like, I suck at football <laughs> I suck at football, man. <laughs> Garbage can at football, dude. Should have sucked baseball. But um yeah, that that's that's uh that's uh how my childhood and everything was growing up. Bit like liked anime, you know. Um as an adult, I rea- oh. As an adult, I realized you know, growing up in the household I grew up, it wasn't like the best, but it was uh, I, you know, I had both parents, and uh, you know, for the most part, they were they were nice to me most of the time, you know. <laughs> I had a, a brother, multiple brothers, you know. Parents were probably losing their mind a piece at a time, and just like every once in a while, they just ah, fucking kid, <laughs> you know, so um. Uh, you know, that, that's uh, that's that's the childhood till like, you know, till 12, 15, started boxing, uh, been boxing ever since 17, started doing jiu jitsu, doing jiu jitsu ever since, you know, oh, man, I'm almost hitting the decade on jiu jitsu. That's crazy. that's crazy.
1: So, uh, yeah. So, Brent, you talked about your your first entrance into martial arts really being karate at age three, right? Can you talk about how that influenced you, how that kind of shaped the fire you are today? Or maybe it's something that you decided like, hey, this isn't like real fighting and I'm going to get away from it. Or is it something where you kind of took either a discipline or technique or whatever that might be away from it from that young age doing karate?
2: Uh, So me, uh, me doing karate made me a martial artist like I. I think um I think where where karate uh at least at least American karate and or at least the way I the, the branch of it that I came up in is like you know the way we train is you know we do the technique and then we spar or we do the technique do the technique and stuff stuff like that but mainly there's a lot of sparring going on like you know at least once a week there's not a lot of that going on in karate and that's where I feel like karate uh has fallen fall short it's not that it's not that it's stuff that doesn't work. It's very awesome stuff. You know, it's, stuff that I, uh, it's concepts and different things like that that I use in my fighting to this day. It's just, uh, you know, you're not, you, know you, don't, you don't get battle tested uh, doing just that like you would in boxing. Like in boxing, you'd be over here, hit the bag, go, or go run, hit the bag, put some gloves on because we're throwing down. <laughs> and, we're gonna, and then once everybody's head starts hurting, we're going to do it again tomorrow, you know? yeah you know that's 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 like you know that boxing boxing's way different i remember um um uh it it, was me doing karate also it doesn't uh have you punch a lot you know so you know when i first started doing boxing i was getting my ass beat all the time you know i was also the 15 year old in the adult class you know that didn't didn't want to get nobody wanted to get beat up by a 15 year old so i got for a good solid four or five months i was getting my ass whooped on by the by the newer adult, and you know, I had so I had to get good quick. <laughs> i Had to get good really quick. Um, yeah. I, I main thing I take away from karate though is uh the concepts, uh distance management, the footwork, and the kicks. The kicks in karate are a lot different than the kicks in in like say muay thai, which is more readily seen in today's modern MMA scene. You know, you got your you got a couple of your specialists like Leonardo Machida and uh I think Hinzo is his brother. You know, you got certain guys like that. You know that that use specifically karate. Um, karate is actually very similar in the, in the fighting and the idea of fighting to taekwondo. The uh, kicks used in taekwondo are absolutely different, though. Um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. I ramble a lot. I'm sorry. No,
1: all good, man. It's great. It's great. Um, I'm actually glad you brought something up here. Is is your your boxing career right? You're, you're you start boxing at 15. I've heard you have a brief but illustrious professional boxing career, Brant. So I, I'd Very love if you could just tell me about that.
2: Oh, man. So this is what happened with that. So I just fought uh, in LFA. I, I want to say it was LFA. It, been, it might have been – I might have fought in um, – it might have been Atlas I fought for. But uh, I, I just fought like less than a month ago, and, you know, I'm still in shape. Still, still kicking it. Uh, you know, again, no, dam- not, no damage in the fight. So, uh, quick fight. So I'm just like still kicking it, still going to the gym. And then one day while I'm at work, uh, my coach is just like, "Hey, what are you?" Uh, he's like, "Hey, what are you weighing?" And I'm just like, uh, "I was like, uh, I'm like, you know, 68 or so." And he's just like, "Hey, do you want to fight tomorrow?" I'm like, uh, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Why not?" Fuck it. He's like, "It's a boxing fight." And I'm like, "Fuck it, why not?" You know, I got a, I got. I'm not some dude that ain't. I, I boxed for a very long time. You know, I competed in uh, in, in state golden gloves as an amateur. You know, I'd, I've done a little bit, you know, in boxing. So um, I was, he, he's just like, okay. And he's like, you know, he, can he be 165? And I was just like, yeah, I can put the sauna suit on. And, you know, I go, uh, I asked Larry, uh, who was my boss at the time. Larry's my Muay Thai coach, but he was both Muay Thai coach and boss of my the job I was at, my roofing job that I was at. And uh, I was just like, hey, can I go to Shreveport right quick? Can I make a, a, a run to Shreveport? You know, we have an office in Shreveport. Can I make a Shreveport run? And he's just like, yeah, go ahead, wink. <laughs> he's like, go ahead. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, drive over and, you know, weigh in, weigh in at uh, 165, which is like, you know, what, you know, I had to weigh in at, you know, sweat a little bit. And just like that, I'm fighting that next day. And I'm fighting against this dude, Desmond Wise. Desmond's like was like I think one zero one zero one. So he draw his first fight, won his next fight. And uh, you know, he, that, that he was there was really a lot of there was a lot of hype behind him, right? Um but you know, I don't care. <laughs> I go in I go in, you know, and uh I I had I had to get my boxing leg I had to get my boxing legs back under me, you know. Um, what winds up, ha- what winds up happening is, uh, I forgot how grimy boxing is like in that first round, you know, I'm, 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 in, I'm doing good, you know, pumping my jab and using my good boxing and I get absolutely ragdolled by left hand. I held it together, but you know, whenever you, you know, you know, whenever you see people get hit and they put their hands up from like, from like belly button up, they're like ready to go, but their legs are like doing this number, like crossing over i did that i kind of did a little bit of that right and like you know got much my, got my shit together and um like tried to circle out in the round end i went back to the corner for the first time at least in my professional career and in my amateur career too first time uh like absolutely I uh, absolutely uh dazed and confused i was just like oh my god like i know my legs weren't under me uh Oh, I was. Uh, I I sat down. Legs are feeling like jello. Steve and Derek are talking to me, or Steve's talking to me. He's telling me stuff, and I'm just I'm sitting here, and I'm just like trying not to like look like I'm I'm trying not to look like I'm not like ready to get back up just yet, like you know fully. And uh, the minute goes by, uh, my legs come back together. I'm good. Get back in the rhythm. Second round, good. Third round, drop this dude. Uh, very amazingly in my opinion, <laughs> drop this dude, uh, fourth round it for third round ends. fourth round comes in, put the gap, put it step on the gas really hard, uh, and just, just overwhelm them. The, and the referee gets in between us, you know, whenever, you know, people start getting punched a lot, the referee steps in between for like a standing eight count and the ref calls the fight off. And I'm just like, yes, yes. One, my pro one, my pro. I'm going to go throw up. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was All right, crazy, so, man. so,
3: Brandt, let's transition to MMA. What was your first exposure to MMA? Uh, growing up, were you around it? Did you watch it? And if so, you know, who were some people you looked up to in MMA?
2: Uh, so in MMA, I did not have uh, any exposure in my, uh, like my, my very youngest years. I didn't really start uh, watching and getting ex- to it till I was about, till I was about fourteen, fourteen, fifteen. My dad started. Uh, uh, my dad was just like, hey man, like you should watch this stuff, you know. And I was just like, ah. And the funny thing is, whenever they would start grappling, I didn't understand, and I was just like, this is weird. I don't, I don't get this. This, this, is, all the fights start just grappling. They're just, they're just, they're just hugging each other, you know. I was that guy, and my dad's just like, you should watch. Just, just give it a chance. And he's just like, oh, you know, I watch. He's like, watch this one dude, and he's like, and Anderson Silva pops up. Anderson Silva comes in, and absolutely, it was his debut, he absolutely ragdolls Chris Lieben, you know? And um, I was just like, oh, man, that's crazy, I, I want to do that, you know? Uh, and then I just left that, and then I was just, you know, I, I realized in that moment that I wanted to do mixed martial arts, but uh, I didn't, I didn't. there was no, like, avenue for it, at least in martial. Like, I don't think D-Rox was around just yet. Um so, you know, just, you know, I watched it here on and off, on and off. Um, and uh, 15, I started boxing, started being a D-Rocks, and it was, um, it was really good. And at some point later on, years down the line, there was, I was, I'd always heard about Derek, who's my jiu-jitsu teacher. And, but I never met him because the, de- the grappling days and the boxing days are, are different. And uh one day I was just like I asked his dad Doug who's the owner of the gym I was just like hey can I can I try the jiu-jitsu class you know and he's like yeah and uh, I go in immediately I'm just like this is weird you know cuz guard and stuff like that um I've been watching and playing a lot of UFC 2010 Undisputed you know so I was already I was already at least a purple belt in jiu-jitsu by that <laughs> po- <laughs> by that point <laughs> You know I knew what stuff I knew what stuff looked like and what stuff was, just didn't know how to get there. Um funny story, funny story. This is uh one of me and that De- this is like the the meeting of uh or the 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 bonding of the De- the beginning of Derek and Trent, right? He's uh he's ragdolling me on the ground like like you know like he does everybody, but I'm I'm brand new so he's really he's really tearing me up. He's like holding me down like a little child and I don't know what I'm doing. And uh he, he megan his wife comes up and she's like hi Derek," and he's like hi Megan. he like waves to her from side control right and i see his arm pop up it gets off me i grab it and put it in like and Ameri- i'm like an americana which is not even remotely close to smart uh in that <laughs> position right and i grab it and i fold it back as hard as i can because i went full white belt fury right And he's like he he like tap, and I was just like I popped up and I was like
1: woo yes,
2: and you know because in football you do something cool you celebrate in jujitsu you don't do that. I didn't know the etiquette first
1: class.
2: (laughs) It's my first class. And Derek's just like Derek's like uh Derek Derek's uh, like he's mad but he's like holding it together right. So after that he ragdolls me horrifyingly like he is like he's he's giving me the straight business you know and after that for the next like 3 months it may not have been that long but it felt like that long uh every class you know what i'm saying like he he I'd come in he'd show submissions on me when it's roll time he would just absolutely smash and destroy me just over and over again you know and uh i i just Oh, that's what jiu-jitsu was that's how you get that's how you that's how they do that's how you learn in jiu-jitsu you just get your ass beat over and over again which it is kind of like that just not to the degree Derek was doing it to me right and um after a while after that he like lightened up and he started to like me because like you know there, there's a lot of people that come in and try jiu-jitsu and then leave come in try for stay in for like you know like you know a couple of weeks maybe a month and then stop you know there, there's a lot of that it's a high turnover rate type of deal Um, and, you know, I just kept sticking around just because, you know, I I wanted to be good at, I wanted to be good at grappling and I also, you know, thought that's what it was and he, he started to like me and then it's been me, it's been history ever since. I'm his first black belt, you know, I'm his first black belt and, uh, we've been, we've been, we've been boys ever since, but that's, (laughs) that's the start of our relationship right there.
1: You know, yeah, know, I was I was once the uh, loud and spazzy white belt in my gym as well. So I uh, I very much resonate with this story of the color belts take notice and they start to really beat your ass uh, yeah. if you don't shut up. Um yeah. Yeah,
2: and it's 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 uh, me me as a black belt now. You know, it's like um, it's like and, and as a, as an older as a middle aged you know twenty year old, like as an older more as a slightly slightly more matured adult, right? I realize like how you go about that stuff and how you go about uh, like like teaching people, right? Like, you know, I used to get mad when I was like purple, brown and like guys that would like spaz out and stuff like that on me. And now I'm just like, I did it too. I don't know no better. You know, I didn't know no better. He don't know no better. You know, just, just tell him, just give, give, him the, give him that little talk. Like, hey man, like, you know, he, I get what you're going for. I understand. Just promise if you just think about doing this xyz thing you don't know what to do don't freak out curl up make your body into like a C and shrimp if you don't know what to do shrimp curl your body up like curl your body up and do like the dead bug you know that's that's all you that's all you got to do like that that's what i that's what that's what i tell them now they still spaz on me but it's okay
1: So obviously, Brant, you you go from being that spazzy white belt in the gym to obviously a well-rounded martial artist, uh, a guy who ends up taking amateur fights and then extensive amateur career. You decide to go pro. What changed for you there or what was kind of the catalyst that made you think like, okay, it's time for me to make this a career?
2: Uh, well, the past, uh, like, uh, I, I always knew I wanted to be a professional fighter, you know, um, at there, I would say a purple belt, uh, is whenever I would say purple belt is whenever I decided to really take MMA seriously, because there, there was a long stretch of like me not knowing whether I, whether I was good or not at it. Um, cause you know, you, you know what people tell you, but whether you want to believe it is up to you, you know, everybody tells you you're that dude, but whether you want to believe it, that's up to you and your performance sometimes shows it right. But um so like my first amateur mma fight i got knocked out shooting for a takedown and uh which is also why i don't shoot for takedowns in uh in in my current times right you know you'll never see me shoot for a double in a fight i always body lock and fold or trips or different things like that primarily because of that experience it it changed me um you know for my whole my whole career um And, you know, so then I started out my, I started out my amateur career, Owen one, And, you know, then I won two fights, but you know, I'm just like, "Eh." and then I lost two fights against guys that were like, that were pretty solid, you know? And, um, after that, and, uh, after that I was just like, man, like, I I, after I had to hit that two fight, one two fight loss streak. And, uh, I think my record was like, I think it hit, I think it hit an upside down point at that point, you know? Um, also on one won two lost two, yeah, I was two and would be two and three at that point i um I've completely stopped doing uh m m a altogether, I just was training uh to help my friends you know striking and stuff like that, and I completely got wrapped up in jiu jitsu and grappling, and that's really where my jump um that's really where my jump, and that was like at at, at like white belt, you know that was before I was even doing gi jiu so I was like still a white belt for as far as like ranking would go right um i kept that it started started doing key jiu-jitsu uh i kept competing really getting really getting good at grappling right got my purple belt and then uh at some point i just decided man i think i'm gonna give this another try you know like i got a lot of skill you know a lot of talent it'd be a shame not to waste it also one of my homeboys uh benjamin martin we call him boo he he, uh, I have, I've, I've had random like eye issues in this eye uh, throughout my career. And in, in that same eye, Boo is actually blind now. Um, he got a, he had a detached retina and he, he had to stop fighting, you know? And uh, I remember one of my, one of my friends was telling me, one of our mutual friends was telling me, he's just like, man, if you can't do it for you, like there's got, there's plenty of people that wish they had half the talent you had, or at least the ability to compete like you do. And, you know, if you can't do it for you, you you know, do it for them. Like, like, and he's like specifically mentioned Boo. He was like, because uh, he worked with him at the time. He was just like, Boo really wished he could do it. And he can't, you know, and, you know, you have the opportunity. You shouldn't, shouldn't waste the opportunity. You know? And that that was my drive at that. That was my drive for it at that moment. And, you know, now now it's my life, you know. Uh, at, 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 yeah, at purple blood is what I decided to change and really take MMA seriously. And uh, I've been, I've been, I've been doing good ever since. I've, you know, lost a couple of fights here or there. Like, uh, since I since I started taking the game seriously, I've lost two. Uh, one is in that my last amateur loss, and then my first professional loss. And you know, I've learned a lot from those. But, uh, yeah, started rambling again.
1: No, all good. All good. Um, Brant, you talk in every interview, right, about even in this one, that anime has been such a huge influence on you. Yeah. When did that start? And like, at what point did it go from like, OK, this is a show I like to watch on television to like this is actually something that inspires me? Was it a character? Was it a show? Was it just a moment in life? Kind of walk me through how that happened.
2: Uh, well, like, uh, so my first anime that I ever watched was Baki the Grappler. I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's, like, yep. the best way I can describe the
1: show, you are? Yes, very familiar. Parker's definitely not, oh, definitely I definitely not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be lost for the next five minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, if, it, if you, if you watch Baki the Grappler, it's, like, the best way I can describe the show is imagine, like, all the, the shit martial arts claim that they can do, you know, like, you know, like think of think of like karate or taekwondo or any any martial art that you can think of in your brain. And you know how like there's like tales of uh breaking like all these bricks and all that stuff. Well in that anime, they're actually doing that stuff. They're like they're like these big swole dudes fighting each other, beating the brakes off of each other. Like, you know, in certain like the beginning of the series was like where they're showing different expos of the different martial arts, they're doing shit like dropping uh these dudes dropping this one dude and like a, putting him in a bell like that's made out of concrete, and the dude just boom boom, boom just busts out <laughs> of it like shit like that, you know, um, and like you know there there's a lot of crazy stuff going on like like you know it, very like any mystic bullshit thing you can think of in any martial art, they're they're doing that for real in baki and then they and then they go and then they put some bro science behind it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They put some crazy bro signs behind it. Like somebody shoots their finger in like somebody's neck, pulls some tendon or something like that, dude's blind. It was like, oh the <laughs> the cord pull. It's like he separated some nerve and now he you can't fucking see. <laughs> you know, they
3: they
2: do they do shit like that like all the time in the show. It's it's like It's 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 awesome. But that's that's um that right there I was just like, man, I know it's not real as a kid, I knew it wasn't real, but like, you know, I didn't know to the extent of how real it wasn't you know what I'm saying like I was just like sticking my finger in in, in, like in like a a dude's body part pulling out a nerve maybe unrealistic I didn't I didn't know I was a kid you know but I was just like busting out of concrete bell I'm pretty sure I can do that (laughs) you know I was just like okay no I'm you know then you know doing karate and different things like that you know breaking boards and stuff you're like Really mentally like uh, getting into that like l- learning from learning like you know from that cartoon and, and uh like the martial arts mindset you know that's that's a big thing in anime that um anybody anybody that fights that's like I don't know about anime I'd be like just watch the show as long as it's not a, a goofy ass slice of life anime type show you know if it's like something where there's a lot of fighting you know like Baki or Dragon Ball Z or even Naruto you know or Different things like that. The, it, it'll, it'll, it'll. You can model your martial arts mentality after that, like you know, not giving up. You know, none of the anime. Don't model your, don't model it after the anime tropes, like the power of friendship and shit like that. Don't do that. But <laughs> like, like struggling and being in real bad situations. Like you know, if you watch a lot of anime, you know that like, it's like they start off slow, they get, they ramp up, they, they, they peak out. They both kind of blow their they both kind of blow their wad, and uh, one of them's like, I want it more. You know that's that's how anime that's how anime fights are nine times out of ten, and that's how real life fights are. Like you know nine times out of ten, you know it's like both guys are warming up. You can watch UFC fights, just guys warming up, you know ramping up, going going all out when they feel like they gotta finish. You know possibly possibly like you know if the fight they're both really close in skill you know then they both blow their wad in the second round the third round they're both you are seeing who wants it more you know um so like the biggest thing i pulled from in, uh from anime is the the mentality of you know never giving up uh perseverance is big and um different things like that you know and, and also good friends uh
3: in the game also help tremendously so we were gonna uh, talk a little bit about your judo. Um Billy and I watch a lot of MMA and it's rare that there's a serious judo, you know, serious judo practitioners out there, but you recently received your brown belt. So talk a little bit about what judo brings to your game and what kind of advantages you think it has, you know, when you get in there. It uh
2: it's changed my game up completely. It uh it it is, it is believe it or not it has affected all aspects of my game whether it be from my boxing to my muay thai uh, to my jiu jitsu to my wrestling it it uh it's, it's affected it all so in the in the boxing aspect where it where it's affected it is the footwork um, in judo there's a lot in judo there's a lot of uh, stepping in potentially with uh one foot or both feet in front and then whenever you twist you're gonna be on one foot you know in boxing uh, and in in you have to perform your throw while being on one foot you know and getting right hip placement so in bo- so if you take that away and add a and add the and ta- if you take away the need to spin or not to spin you take away the need to spin on one leg and you do it on both legs boom there's your angular boxing footwork right there you know now now the same footwork you're doing for boxing uh, you're also doing that, or the same footwork you're doing for judo is the same footwork you're doing for boxing. The only difference is you don't have to worry about getting under and lifting somebody. You can still make your turns and uh, still get your footwork right and still be planted, but now you can sling a mean hand. Um, where it's affected my Muay Thai is uh, my clinch game in particular. The, sir, there's a few uh, dumps in Muay Thai uh, that are very much the same in judo. Um, like, uh, I forgot what the, I forgot what this one's called is just taught to me. The one where you, uh, put your, uh, hand across their, across their front leg across their back and, uh, scissor them, scissor their body like that right there. And normally, traditionally performed after a kick is catched in Muay Thai. Um, so that, that one's like very much the same foot sweeps, uh, have added a wrinkle into my, uh, striking game, you know, in, in, in kickboxing or when I'm allowed to kickbox or. Anything like that? Like somebody steps in, they try to make a jab or anything. I kick their foot out from under them, and uh, you know they they either have to catch their balance or try to punch me. They can do one or the other, but most people choose both, and that'll lead to a flying knee. That'll lead to the capability of a flying knee, a head kick, uh, just off balancing them in general. Um, where it's uh, where it's changed my wrestling is, um, I'm already a more Greco style uh, practitioner and you know is kind of like greco wrestling without the without in a gi it's like it's like greco wrestling in a gi so it just added to my throws like i understand certain throws that people that you see that you see performed a lot but uh, technically incorrect it's just able to work like uchimata in particular uchimata is like a, a throw that you'll see a lot of but after learning how the technique works it's just it's just uh, one dude taking advantage taking uh, advantage of another dude uh, off ba- how 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 bad the dude is off balance you know traditionally it's done when like you know one dude's running the other dude dude's got an overhook he shoots his leg out and turns and ho- maybe he gets it maybe he doesn't you know uh, in, in judo that's not how it's done uh, that's not how it's supposed to be done technically but um it it, it it whatever works works
3: uh
2: where it has changed my jiu-jitsu is um. What's changed my jiu jitsu is that uh after getting after getting certain throws uh, now i now uh, I, I know how to do my throws more uh correctly to where i don't have to like land on people every time and uh different things like that i also you know when people try to take my back or different things like that i you know room, cro like over over the arm trip the leg uh or hip throw depending on how you want to uh do it but uh, judo has affected my game in many different ways. You probably—I don't know if uh, in in any of my fights i actually you'll actually see any like big throw type stuff, but definitely going to see a lot of trips and different things like that. You know, for sure. Judo. Um, Man.
1: since you since you started judo, right? You've you've tried basically you know almost every combat sport, every martial arts discipline under the sun, right? Do you have a favorite individual discipline or has that changed over time at all where, you know, one at one point you like boxing. Now you like jujitsu or judo or whatever that is. How has that evolved for you?
2: Uh, it's just it's just like you said, like, you know, um, every time I find a new one, I fall in love with it. Uh, and I, I think I can attribute that to uh, me getting good at it is what I me falling in love with, you know uh i think they like they like go hand in hand you know like uh like I, I started doing judo like a year and close to a year and a half ago you know uh under aaron straggles um and every chance i got uh one or multiple times a week i started uh learning from him uh he's a very good judo practitioner i actually just met his dad um I just met his dad last week or this week. I was super excited about that. I plan on competing in my first judo tournament um, on April 3rd and uh, going and competing in the brown belt division, you know, and potentially against black belts because that can happen too in judo. So, uh, you know, i get to see how that goes. Uh get to, get to really put my skills on, to the test. Um i started out when i started out boxing boxing was my thing or when i started out with karate karate was my thing started doing boxing boxing was my thing uh started doing jujitsu jujitsu was really my thing man man i did not know i did not know i can love a martial art as much as i love jujitsu and then there came judo i love juju i love judo even more than i love jujitsu which sounds crazy it's but it's uh it's it's just a it's just a different martial art man like um Uh, I wanted to be a judo black belt before I wanted to be any other type of black belt, anything. Like, you know, I always thought judo was the coolest martial art and that might just be me, you know, but I saw like just the, just the idea of it, two dudes and two dudes in, uh, in these, uh, in these geese as thick as fucking armor, like, you know, grabbing each other and trying to smash each other into the ground at warp speed, you know, that, that, and it's, and it's derivative of a shit samurai used to do, man,
1: (laughs) Along those lines, Brant, I mean, you've been successful at all of these disciplines, right? You've won belts, you've won championships, you've moved up the ranks at literally every combat sport that you've tried. Of all of your achievements in combat sports, which was the hardest for you to achieve?
2: Uh, The hardest? Man, I would definitely say MMA uh, is the hardest for me to achieve, just mainly because of the mental uh, there's there's this with MMA there's this big mental tick that uh, I've had for the longest time. I don't have it anymore. I've grown out of it, if you will. But like in in boxing, uh, and it, I'm not the only one that has it. A couple of other friends of mine, like a couple of other people have it that I've met. You know, like like uh, this one dude. He's like a brother to me, Zeke Wilson. Zeke, uh, he he loses. He's lost more more amateur MMA fights than he's won. Right. But if you put him in Anything you can put him in a boxing match, you can put him in a muay Thai match, you can put him in a jujitsu match. He's he wrecks shop. It's crazy. He'll, he'll wreck shop in any like it, MMA is the only sport he's at the only sport we've 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 put him in to where he'll and he loses, you know. Everything else wins. He goes in the jujitsu tournaments, smokes people. He goes in the muay Thai tournaments, smokes people. Boxing matches, smokes people. It's wild. But MMA fight happens he loses and we don't know it's, it's crazy, but, uh, I get it. Cause I it was, I was like that too. You know, I went in the boxing matches, killing people like, you know, going to Muay Thai fights, smoking folks, uh, you know, Jiu Jitsu. I got it. Uh, judo. I'm gonna probably have it in that too. You know, God, like, you know, God willing, but MMA, I'm still doing good in MMA. I'm nine in one, you know, but I'm not undefeated, you know, um, you know, Speaking
1: along, know. along those lines, Brandt, some of the most dominant fighters we've seen in your division recently are, you know, the Dagestani crew, right? Khabib, Islam Makachev. When people ask me, how does Brandt Moore Jr. fight? I tell them, look, he's kind of like an East Texas Dagestani, right? It's yeah, all about control. That, yeah. It's all clinch trips, clinch takedowns. Like you said, like, it's very much about that position i'm going to control my opponent i'm not going to get hit i'm going to dominate this guy for 15 minutes are you taking inspiration from the habibs from the islam makachevs from that kind of dagestani style or is this something that is marshall texas through and through you developed it on your own and it's just me as a fan who's looking at it and saying this is kind of similar uh
2: it it's uh is. I definitely uh, take a little bit of inspiration from Khabib and, uh, and Makachev. I, more Khabib because I know there's a potential that I might run into Makachev uh, uh, at some point in the next, like, you know, three to five years. So, you know, I'm watching him more than I'm <laughs> getting inspired by him, you know. But um, but uh, it's more East Texas, man. Derek, uh, I, my style is the most. most uh, closely to D Rock, uh, Der- to Derek. You know, um, the, the the only difference is Derek's like the strong. Derek's the strong dude, right? And uh, a lot of people can't match Frank strength for strength. And I'm a strong dude that uh, has the same thing when it beco- when it comes to uh, actual like attributes, right? You know, I'm more more often than not, I'm stronger than the guy that I fight. But uh, my teacher is that guy at a bigger weight class. So, you know, my grappling game was developed around, like, you know, instead of being a gorilla, it's how to kill a gorilla, right? Um, and then whenever, whenever uh, fights, fights roll out, you know, I grab a hold of a guy, and it's just like, oh, my God, this dude is nowhere near as strong as, you know, what I'm used to because uh, as far as, like, guys I grapple with, guys I train with, all the guys I uh, train with, with the exception of Kevin, are 70 years. You know, um. so I've so always training with these big, with these bigger dudes and getting, getting tossed, getting, getting picked up and ah, Derek one time, you should have seen it. Derek, I'd like tried to, i tried to pendulum Uchimata Derek and I didn't have the gi. We were doing it in Enogi. I didn't have the gi. I lift him off the ground and I miss, like I, I had his arm to flip him. I missed the, uh, I missed the pull to actually get him turned after I got him airborne. This dude, puts his hips in, plants, grabs me like like you know, like you would grab a like a towel, like just just by, uh, under the armpit, you know what I'm saying, with both arms. And just and like launches me a good six feet, man. It was it was crazy. I was like, Ah <laughs> Like, you know, I had hang time. I didn't know he like I didn't know he could he could throw me like that. He thrown me a lot, but I didn't know he he could sling me like that. Very scary, very scary. But yeah, man, my um my um my my style is definitely uh, more East Texas and D Rock influenced than it is uh, Makachev and Khabib influenced. But I I definitely look to I definitely look and watch to Khabib and uh, mainly Khabib, but Makachev too, like because he fought last night and he won, he smoked Dobber. Um, I look to them uh, to see what what's working at the highest level, you know, because MMA is a sport that grows constantly. If you're not growing, you're going to get left behind. And the, as fast as the sport grows, you get left behind quick. You become old news like at, like that, you know. So um, I look for different things, like, you know, the thing Khabib does where he reaches around, where he gets his takedown, reaches around, the, lets them at least post up on their elbow, reaches around their back, grabs their arm, and then pins them and has them, like, in that messed-up position, you know, getting his takedowns and locking up the legs with his legs, different things like that. I definitely use that. Um and
3: watch him and see what's going on you know
2: see what's hot what's hot
3: in the meadow that's what it's about so brent you touched on it a little bit the mental aspect of fighting and we totally agree we've seen people that have all the skills everything and they get in there and whatever happens you know their mind just shuts off and they can't put it all together so what are some things that you do personally per- to prepare yourself mentally to go in that cage uh I, I would say a big help is uh definitely my girlfriend Annette Nichols.
2: Uh, she she actually made her pro debut uh, the week before my fight uh and she won her she won her professional debut which is awesome um I, I think I think Annette uh, has helped me greatly in my mental game mainly because um you know she she's older so shes able to explain to me stuff like you know from a more mature, point of view. Like she 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 tells me stuff like like you know, like one, I know how to fight, you know, and two, you know, regard I train one I, I know how to fight. I train hard. I do the best I can in the on in the gym form the best I can in the in the cage. And um the biggest thing that she always lets me know is like, you know, I like you just gotta go out there and do what you do. Like regardless of whether you win or lose, you know, you still got your family, your family loves you. I still love you. There's still a, there's still a family to come home to. There's still like, you know, people that love you, like regardless of whether you win or lose, regardless of whether you're Brant, the nine in one, 10 in one, whatever MMA fight, UFC champion, UFC fighter, regardless of you being whatever that guy is in the fight world, we still love Brant more, the person, you know, uh, that, that's big and uh another another thing that helps me mentally is uh another dude uh, who's like my big brother uh daniel fobs me and him talk about fight strategy and fight statistics and different things like that all the time like uh a couple of days ago me and him like like i I messaged him at like 11 o'clock at night and he's like what's up And me and him were talking about fight strategy from 11 o'clock to 3 in the morning about, like, what he's seeing. Because I'm not always watching fights, but he's always watching fights. And he's Mm -hmm. always telling me, like, yo, this is what's happening. This is what's hot. Like, you know, like, calf kicks is, like, so, It's uh, calf kicks are so popular now that it's, like, that it's they're, like, overrated. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, like, hitting that overrated, you know. But Fobbs was talking about calf kicks and different things like that before people were even doing it like he was talking about and using calf kicks in his uh martial arts game uh like like three four three four years ago you know and he was he was doing he, he was he was talking about this a long time ago so you know i, I listen to him because he's just like he's like that he's like that guy that like if you listen to him he'll he'll tell you the secret to what's really going on you know we butt heads sometimes we butt heads sometimes on certain things but uh, You know, he, he's a guy that I, if I listen to him, and if he like, you know, listen to what he's telling me, he'll 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 give me some really hardcore, good, solid advice. Because nine mm-hmm. cause nine times out of the ten out of ten, he's right about you know either about the way the game's going or you know what's really hot right now and what's sleeper hot and what's overrated. He's he's like uh, like stocks, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. Like my, Finger he's on like, the pulse. He's like, yeah, he's like he's like my he's like my stockbroker for for fi- but for fighting, you know. Yeah, that's sweet.
3: So let's talk a little bit about this upcoming year. Uh what are your goals for twenty twenty one?
2: Uh goal for twenty twenty one is definitely uh I wanna to try to uh get into the UFC for sure. Um you know, get uh take a, take as many fights as I can. Um and, uh hopefully get a full fight camp for my next fight though. You know, Jesus Christ, man. I'll never get a full fight camp. It's it's I, you know, I perform, I perform better overall on uh, short notice fights, but like, you know, my last fight, my last fight was a short notice fight and I missed weight by the exact amount that I was over at the typical point that I would be in my weight cut. Because, you know, it's a very specific scientific process. And if you fuck off the formula, all of a sudden, you know, you're missing weight or you're performing shitty in in the fight and you're like, you're you're losing or whatever. You know, so that it's, 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 uh, you yeah. know, I learned from that. I definitely learned from that. Like, you know, if we're going to take a really short notice fight it'd be like, Hey, fucking me that a catch weight, <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's, let's not be good egotistical
3: about this one and be like, Oh no, I can make the weight. Yeah, no more of that. You know, so, okay. I got one more question for you. Uh, and then, and then we do a little rapid fire deal here and we'll get you out of here. I know we're taking up almost an hour of your time here. Um, all right, Brant, in your mind, what is one of the biggest problems in modern day MMA and what would be your solution to fix it?
2: Um so uh in modern day MMA, um it it just it just depends on uh what what level you're looking at. So if you're looking at the amateur level, I think the biggest problem that uh, I see out of the, the amateur level is uh guys uh get uh somewhat lost in the sauce if you will with uh what they're do- with what they're doing. Um, like, you know, if your guy's like a good striker, if you, if you're a good striker and you're losing by submission, you know, you probably don't need to be going as hard in your striking in the fucking gym. You probably need to go a lot harder in your grappling, you know? Um, I feel like, uh, the, uh, the younger fighters are not being as real with themselves as they should be. And, uh, realistically in modern day MMA, I feel like not everybody's doing MMA for the right reason. You know, I was, I was before when I first started doing it, it was not cool. It was before Conor McGregor. It was, not cool and shit you know it was just just something you did you know now people are like it's 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 awesome because that it's that mainstream that like you know you, you see a guy with call fire or somebody random sees with call fire and they're just like oh do you fight and you're just like oh yeah yeah how'd you know you fucked up ears <laughs> you know in the, in the uh in the upper level of mma you know um I just feel like, um, I don't feel like as far as fighting, there's like too much going, there's like too much going wrong. I feel like the way people look at mixed martial arts is, uh, what's going wrong sometimes. Like, you know, like guys like me, Khabib, Islam, uh, different guys like that, that like are more grapple heavy, you know, just really dominant on the ground. Um, you know, sometimes people watch fights like our fights, like uh, mine or theirs, and they're just like, "Oh my God, all this grappling!" And it's just like, you know, striking can get boring too. Like everybody's doing these fucking calf kicks, and like it's just that's all they're doing. And it's 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 like you know that shit can get boring too. But you know, it's it's it's, it's entertainment sports, so you know that's it, it is what it, it is what it is on that. I'm just not hot right now. So, Parker sure. doesn't
1: know how to tie his jujitsu belt, so um, <laughs> oh, we help him out. Um, you know, teach oh. him like grappling can be exciting. Um, oh, man, so, Bram- hey, hey, see if I can
2: do
3: this, see if I can do this right quick,
2: uh, come on, phone. No, my phone, my phone's not, my phone's not doing. It. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Brant, right before we let you get out of here, with every, every guest we have, we do a rapid fire. It's usually not about MMA. Whatever comes to mind, five questions, and we always have a theme. I know you're a big anime head. I'm a big anime head myself. So I have an anime-themed five-question rapid fire. So are you ready to, ready to take this on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brant, question number one, what's the best anime you've ever watched?
2: Best anime I've ever watched, Naruto. Naruto, easily Naruto. Love Naruto.
1: Number 2, which anime do you think is the most overrated?
2: Most overrated? Ooh, I think uh it's Dragon Ball Z is getting a little bit overrated. I love it, but Dragon Ball Z is getting a little bit overrated. Ble- Bleach is Bleach is a little bit overrated too, but uh yeah, probably probably DBZ is probably the, mo- the most overrated, you know.
1: I won't tell Orion Koske that he said that. <laughs> um the, the which which anime do you think does not get enough respect
2: anime does not get enough respect uh i think a lot of the uh, man that's a good question i think uh, probably probably baki the of the original series probably doesn't get enough respect probably just people just don't know just don't know enough about it don't watch don't have it haven't watched it enough the netflix the new netflix series is uh is out you know which i haven't even gotten a chance to watch yet i need to watch that um yeah dang rapid fire that one that was like that's that's one that needs some time dang
1: i just kind (laughs) of shot one out there (laughs) if you could be any anime character
2: who would it be if i could be any anime character who would it be i would uh, potentially i'd probably be saitama off, uh, from One Punch Man just because like, you know, even though he's like, you know, he to him he's like got this boring whatever life, but to me it's absolutely crazy. Dude just dude's ragdolling anything and everything and he's saving the world one punch at a time.
1: He's only he's still only a class B hero though. Um which anime yeah, right? which anime character would make the best MMA fighter?
2: Oh, killer from uh killer from um Hunter x Hunter. I gotta throw that. I gotta throw him in there some kind of way. I just needed him to be in here.
1: <laughs> I thought that was gonna be your underrated anime. I'm surprised you didn't yeah. go with Hunter Hunter.
2: Man, afterwards thinking about it now, I'm like, wow, why didn't I say that? <laughs> 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 Too late.
1: That's, that's my go-to mad. for underrated. Man, I I think that's a really good one. Um, yeah. I'm so anyway, confused right K. now. <laughs> hey list. parker i'll put uh, i'll put baki in your netflix queue and okay cool you can start cool. uh, right. there
2: yeah if i if, if anybody's watching this forget what i said about underrated anime put, put hunter <laughs> hunter in that slot you know play a retcon that bro <laughs>
1: <laughs> well hey brant it was it was an absolute pleasure for us getting to getting to interview you today uh thank you so much for coming on the show so excited to see your career i mean for our money, you're the best lightweight in Texas, and we can't wait to see where your career goes from here. Uh, before we get out of here, Brant, any shout outs? Anyone you wanna you wanna give a, a shout out to? You know, for the people.
2: Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bowen Bowen uh chiropractic in Longview. He uh, keeps my back uh from exploding from all the grappling and all the judo I've been doing lately. So he keeps my back. He keeps my spine in line. You know, um, I want to thank uh, my girlfriend Annette. Want to thank my my big bro Daniel Fobbs, you know, judo teacher Aaron Straggles, you know, my coaches, my team, um, you know, um Isaac, you know, want to say want to say what's up to Isaac just in case he does see this. He's uh he's uh Zeke's the dude I was telling you about earlier. He's Zeke's son. Uh, he's like he's like my he's like my little dude. You know, I love him. But um, yeah. Uh, also Ink and Muscle. Uh, I want to also give a shout out to Inkin and Muscle. I want to give a shout out to Leather. And uh, her apparel company. And uh, she's doing great things. And I want to give a shout-out to her and uh, her husband. So,
1: you know, that's about it. Well, hey, guys. That was episode 66 of Parker's MMA Show, our interview with Brant Moore Jr. Brant, you got one more?
2: I got one more shout-out. Also, shout-out to all the fuckers that were hating hating on me in my last fight. Because... uh, Y'all need to watch my fights and watch more of my fights. Y'all hate? It's okay. Just keep watching my shit. <laughs> As <laughs> there always, we go. Shout, out
1: to, shout out to the haters. Parker's MMA <laughs> Show, episode 66. He's Brant Moore. I'm Billy Naden. That's Parker Keen. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Hottest Lightweight in Texas was on the show this week. Brant, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Can't wait to see you fight next and can't wait to see where you go from here.
0: Nice. Bye. Right. <laughs> See you,
3: brother. <laughs>
1: Later.
0: Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net That's NorthTexasTrees.net Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts and visit Parker Keen's MMA Show.podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.